Hello, this is Don Morin from the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet. You are listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to Episode 90 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we conclude our two-part interview with Don Morin, founder of the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet. In Part 1, we talked about his interest in Disney, the background of the P&W Mouse Meet, what makes it unique, and much more. This time, we'll peek into the future, find out his advice to you for following your dreams, and get some great stories. Before we begin, I'm again bringing you a special request. For the D23 Expo in August, there were a flood of new media applications, and Disney apparently seriously tightened the availability of the credentials, so I didn't get approved for one, for whatever reason. Talked to several other people who didn't either, so take that for what it's worth. Really, all I needed it for two years ago was admission. I didn't do much and didn't provide anything for you, the listeners, that required it, and I expect the same would be true this year. What that means is, if you'd like to hear the reports, see pictures and videos and more with the Stories of the Magic Twist, I need your help. All I really need now is about $80 more. Many thanks to Lynn for your support. You got me part of the way there, but I still need some more help. I can handle the rest beyond that $80, though. So if you can help at all, please PayPal me whatever you're willing and able to support me with using podcast at storiesofthemagic.com as the receiving address. If just 16 people contribute $5, we're there. Can you do $5? For everyone who contributes, I will publicly thank you on the show. And if you have something special you'd like to see coverage of, I'll do my best to fulfill your request. Now, in this episode, Don talks about how he balances his real job with his mouse meat activities, planning, and preparation. What the moment when the doors open for the first time in the morning is like. Witnessing very special moments for guests, including one extraordinarily special one. What else people will experience besides the guest speakers and games. Dole whips at the meat. Whether they have any plans to expand to a second day. More about this year's mouse meet, including the speaker lineup. What's coming for the future? What inspires him? If he could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what he would do? You may be surprised. His advice to you for following your dreams? Something Margaret Carey told him to encourage him before the first P&W mouse meet. A shout out to Don's volunteer team, and of course, shameless plug time. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, soon the thrilling spectacle of cleaning the kingdom will be released. 
Due to the nature of his book, guests reading it may be entertained. For more information on Cleaning the Kingdom, go to our website at www.thesweepspot.com or join our Facebook page, Cleaning the Kingdom, due out this summer. And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. Ironically enough, I'm, this, uh, I, I'm so honored to be able to have D23s actually coming up this year, and they're going to be a part of our event, uh, participating, uh, talking to guests, and doing a presentation on, on the archives exhibit that will be at the Expo. So I couldn't be more thrilled, uh, more honored, more humbled than for Disney to come up and participate and be a part of what we're doing here. Absolutely. So it, I don't know that we would call it, in fact, they probably couldn't call it technically an official <laughs> seal of approval, but it's about as close as you can get, I think. Yeah, I, I like to think so. You know, building this over the last seven years, it, it's very rewarding uh, and exciting to know that uh, D23 has chosen to come up and be a part of this. And D23 is great. Uh, working with the folks there, they're so nice and they, they want to be so helpful and they really reach out. Uh, you know, what they've created with D23 is exciting as it is uh, as, as the official fan club. And, and the things they do, the expo and the fan anniversaries and all those things, they're always reaching out to Disney fans. And to be able to uh, reach out to someone like me and have trust in me that I'm going to treat their brand with respect and and, and help them further uh, the what Disney's all about and our passion for Disney that speaks volumes. And I'm so appreciative that they're willing to be a part of this and, and support us. Most definitely. Uh, do you know of any other events kind of like uh, what you do in other parts of the country? I'm just wondering if they're part of any of those kinds of things. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if they are part of those things. I know there's the Disneyana Fan Club, which is national, and they have chapters in, in many of the states in the country, and they do an annual convention uh, in Anaheim, and right. they do a great job down there and get lots of guests. I don't know if Disney participates or not. Um, and then there's other ones over in the Florida area. There used to be several that were up in the Midwest or, or Northeast, and um, some of them have fizzled out over time. It, the, Running these things takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of um, uh, stress and brain power and, and, and commitment. And, uh, you know, it's uh, this is year seven, and we're lucky to continue, and some of them haven't been as fortunate for whatever reason, job uh, 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 priorities or whatever it might be. Uh, so we're very lucky to continue to move forward, and, and um, so I couldn't – I don't know about a list for all of the different events around the country, but, you know, we have Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet. Maybe there'll be Southwest Mouse Meet or Northeast Mouse Meet. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of franchise it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll see. 30 years from, 30 years from now. Right, right. <laughs> now, you mentioned how how much time and effort and stress and everything goes into this, and you'd mentioned earlier that you've got a real job, too. And, of course, the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet isn't the only thing you do. You also do mini meets and uh, mouse treks, I think is what you call them, and things like that. How do you balance all of this? Uh, pixie dust and magic, Randy. <laughs> uh, you know, just like any hobby, I mean, uh, I'm into trains too, and uh, you know, I'm always working on a train or you know, 
putting together tracks or building something, uh, what, whatever hobby you, you might have, you, you got to balance that with, with your work life, your family life, your, uh, you know, even just personal time. Uh, it, this, the mouse meet is a commitment year round. I'm always working on something, planning something. Like you mentioned, we do mini meets throughout the year uh, with, uh, you know, up to 50 or 80 people at a time. People love to get together and, and, and uh, see each other and, and talk Disney. But uh, just ensuring that, yeah, and and my wife will keep me in check as well. She's like, hey, you know, we need to. How about a weekend away or something? Let's uh, let's not think about mouse meat this weekend. Let's 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 go do something fun. And, and so, you know, she keeps me in check along the way as well. And and she's been a great support uh, throughout all of the seven years of this. And and uh, I can't do anything with the mouse meat uh, without her support and, and, and participation in it. So I owe her a lot to that. She not only keeps me in check, but she uh, keeps keeps me uh, supported, continue to move forward. And and uh, sometimes things become challenging and she pep talks me up. And and uh, so it's, an it, you know, it, the balance works out, you know, work, job, job priorities. They, you know, I travel a lot for my real job. And so that comes into effect sometimes. But the next, uh, we're recording this around uh, what, sometime early June and so we're about four or five weeks out and uh, from here on out uh, almost every weekend is dedicated to getting ready for the event uh, it's a lot of work but it's so exciting uh, I can't wait it's I can't wait to work on everything I can't wait till we rope drop and all the guests come in and everyone's excited and smiling there's no better payoff than that oh yeah uh, in fact, I actually want to ask you about that. Just describe you're mentioning that makes me want to hear a little bit more about it. But first, what's your wife's name? Michelle. Michelle. Okay, I want to make sure that we give her proper credit here, <laughs> and For sure. can you know say thank you to her here on this show. Absolutely. So thank you, Michelle. That. Now, tell me about that moment, uh, either the most recent one or the first one or whichever ones you want of opening the doors for the first time, you know, first time in the morning of the mouse meet. What is that like? Uh, you know, there's no other feeling. I, 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 the closest I can get to it, uh, to explain it, is if you've ever been at Disneyland for rope drop and the cast members are standing there at the end of Main Street and they're holding the rope and everyone's there and it's, it's just energetic and exciting. Uh, it's a little bit of the same here. And for me to be the person that has created what they're going to see for the day and I go out there and, and everyone ha has arrived to the convention center early and they're waiting for rope drop. They've checked in. They've got their gift bag. They're, 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 you can just feel the energy and the excitement. There's smiles on, on people's faces and they got the mouse ears and, and they're tinkering bell shirt or whatever it might be and and uh there, there's no greater feeling than just seeing that hey here's they're all here they're excited they can't wait to see what the day is going to bring and uh it's just so exciting for me and so rewarding that all the work for the whole year is paying off starting now for the next 10 hours and uh another kind of favorite moment uh so there's rope drop and then being on stage and getting ready to introduce the next guest speaker and just looking out at the 400 guests and the excitement and, oh my gosh, I'm actually going to hear uh, from another Imagineer or, or the head archivist of, of the Disney archives or, you know, uh, Don Hahn, the producer of the movie that's out right now, you know, last year, Maleficent. And uh, just that excitement and energy is just so fantastic. And and I feed off it and it gets me energized for, I'm like, oh boy, we got to start thinking about next year already because this is fantastic. 
have you had any uh, instances where you've had a fan who has just the person that they've wanted to meet their whole life or ever since they found out about him is, you know, Margaret Carey or Tony Baxter or whatever. And then you get to witness that meeting. Yes, absolutely. There are, I get notes and letters from a lot of folks, especially in the a few weeks after an event, uh, saying things like exactly what you just said that, uh, you know, I've always wanted to meet Marty Sklar or I've always, Donald Duck is my favorite character and I got to meet Tony Anselmo or, or Goofy's my favorite character. And Bill Farmer, he, he took my phone and he did a voicemail greeting on my phone in the voice of Goofy for me. And <laughs> I'll, I'll cherish that. I'll never get rid of this phone. And, and, and we, we have a meet and greet area where people can meet our celebrity guests throughout the day and people will line up and the excitement uh, of uh, being, you know, getting closer and closer to the front of that line. And, and sometimes, you know, I'm pretty busy throughout the day, but I try and take those types of things in and I'll walk over and check on things, see how the celebrities are doing. And uh, just the excitement of someone coming up or shaking the hand of, of, of one of these people they, they admire is so exciting. And I feel the same way when I get to meet them. So I, I totally know what they're feeling and, and uh, it's exciting. I, I will tell you one story though, you asked about uh, witnessing an experience uh, of someone meeting someone they've wanted to meet. One Disney fan, she flew up, she lived in Anaheim, but she heard about us on another podcast and flew up and, and attended our event all by herself, uh, had knew no one. She comes up on a whim, attends the event, another local Disney fan attended for his first time. They meet. Uh, she flew up from California. He he's local. They meet at the event. They say hi. They're they're chatting. Afterwards, they go out for coffee. And uh, so they spend the evening talking over coffee, getting to know each other. And a year later, they're engaged. And last September, they got married. Wow. So when you say you you want to meet your dream person, they met each other, their dream spouse, and they're married now. They met at the mouse meet. How, how cool is that? That's fantastic. Uh, and that's Amy and Eric, and uh, they're, they're a great, great couple. And they actually invited Michelle and I to the wedding, and, and we got to be a part of that. And that was so special for us. That was one of the best experiences we could imagine. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> Just kind of want to dwell on that for a sec. <laughs> uh, now, talk about, uh, you know, you talked about having dream guests or, you know, we always wonder, you know, hey, what kind of experience are guests going to have? Who knew someone would meet and get married, right? But that's uh, so cool. Obviously, they started off having something in common, fans of Disney, but uh, it's so unique, so exciting. Other people have celebrated their honeymoon with us. They got married and then and then came to the mouse meet. It's just crazy. It's, uh, that's how much this event means to people. And, and uh, in turn, those people mean so much to me. And, and that's why we work so hard to make uh, the mouse meet what it is. Yeah, I imagine that during those planning and preparation stages where it gets so incredibly difficult, that it's the remembrances of these kinds of events and stories and people that helps you push through that and keep going to get it done. If I ever need a little bit of motivation, 
a reminder, uh, I'll go back and uh, like I mentioned, we get a lot of guest feedback and comments and we do a survey after the event and ask if you had a magical moment or or uh, if there's anything you'd like to tell us. And I just, I, I, I go back and read some of those and that just gets me fired up and uh, we continue the show. We keep it going. Wow. Um, now, we've talked a lot about the guest speakers and presenters that are at the mouse meet, and that's probably the most in the spotlight piece of it. And we talked a little bit about the interactive games and stuff that you do, but what else is involved? If someone were to come to the mouse meet, uh, besides the speakers and besides the games, what else might they see or experience? Excellent question. Uh, so it's funny you ask that. That's a great question because in the beginning, no one really knew what the mouse meet was. And so it was the main focus, I, I believe, was, well, okay, he's going to have Margaret Carey there, so we got to go see her, or it's going to be Bob Gurr and, and um, Jack Lindquist, so we got to go see them. Who are the guest speakers? And it's kind of evolved. Obviously, who the guest speakers is still very important, but we found that people enjoy the event as a whole now and what it represents and, and the day the, the day of a little bit of pixie dust and, and a little bit of magic and a little bit of Disney fandom, uh, what, what it brings to one day in their life for the summer. And, and uh, they get to see old friends. They've met them uh, at a previous mouse meet and now they're friends on Facebook and they get to see their friends once a year. And, and that's exciting. So uh, to answer your question, we have travel agents, we have podcasters, there's a lot of Disney Anna sellers. We even have one Disney Anna seller. They, they fill up six or eight tables and they come from Southern California. They drive up from Anaheim and they oh, just for this event, to do this event because uh, they have so much fun. They enjoy the event themselves and, and they just bring a wonderful variety of items. We have artists, uh, we, we create photo ops, mentioned that earlier. Uh, you can sit in my Space Mountain car and we have a big uh, space backdrop, uh, which is fun. We have fan displays. Uh, one year we had someone display their entire Olchewski display of Main Street on, of Disneyland. That was really cool. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, uh, train displays, just a lot of different interactive elements interactive games. Uh, David Lesjack, he, he's an author and he's done several books and he does little mini presentations and he brings a lot of collectibles. He's from, he lives across the border in Canada and he'll bring a number of collectibles and show off these things from the 1930s and 40s and it's so neat to see. And, and then I think one of the biggest things is just meeting fellow Disney fans and meeting new friends and finding people that have a similar interest. So there's so much to do throughout the day. And sometimes I get notes saying, man, I wish it was longer because I didn't, I wasn't able to do everything. I ended up sitting down with so-and-so and we talked for hours. So mm -hmm. lots to do. Thank you for asking. Sure. And I noticed you didn't mention the Dole Whips. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is, uh, uh, Dole Whip, you can get in uh, Adventureland and, and Disneyland and, and some other places. And, and we, we got an ice cream machine the first year. We thought, ah, let's try and order some Dole Whip and, and from Hawaii and, and see what happens. And the machine couldn't keep up. It, it, was, <laughs> it was hilarious. And uh, But, uh, I mean, very rarely can you find Dole Whip. And, and the lines at Disneyland are longer for Dole Whip than some of the attractions sometimes. So for us to have Dole Whip here, that's pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. Last time I got a Dole Whip was just oh, a few months ago, 
And, you know, the trick used to be wait inside, or you'll go to the line <sighs> inside the waiting area for the Tiki Room. And that's where we were, because we were going to see the Enchanted Tiki Room show anyway. Yep. But it took three full shows oh my gosh. for me to get from where I got in line to order. They need a fast pass for Dole Whip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they can come to the mouse meet and have a couple. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> Any thoughts to expand to a second day? Not increase the number of people, but expand to a second day? Oh, boy. I get that question a lot. And one day is a lot of work. And uh, expanding it to two days, uh, the cost of the convention center is a concern, obviously. And uh, uh, just all the time that the team that uh, puts on the event. And uh, it'd be a, a big job to make it a full two day event. We do. Once in a while, we add a, a, a Sunday morning type of thing. Last year, Tony Baxter was here, and uh, he did his main presentation during the event. And then Sunday morning, uh, we did a smaller event with just 100 people, a little more intimate. And he talked about one of his passions, Journey into Imagination. And he went into great detail on that. And that was a wonderful presentation. Uh, very exciting. And so I, I don't know that I'd add a full second day, but just those little uh, special kind of plus ups the next morning uh, before they fly out in the afternoon, I, I think is special and, and adds a little bit more to the weekend. That's great. I, that's probably a really good compromise to have the smaller, maybe morning thing on Sunday to complement it, but not do a full second day. That would be like having another full event if you were to expand to a second day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, we, we, we talked about it. We've thought about it in different ways we could do it. But, uh, boy, that's just – I mean, it's – like you just said, I mean, it's like doing the event all over again. you got to plan for it all over again. And uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. But you never know. You never never say never. True. Yeah, I think when you were first planning the little let's get together in a room in a community center with 40 people, you probably would have said, oh, we will never have Tony Baxter and Marty Sklar and 400 people at the convention center. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So never say never. Always give it a try. Uh, always keep it. Uh, you know, the Imagineers talk about how they had all these concepts and, and uh, sometimes they don't work out and they file them away and they pull them out years later. And you never know. I mean, we try and I've got a file full of ideas and, and things that we'd love to do or work on. Uh, but uh, who knows? Maybe some of them will come to fruition in the future. Maybe so. I, I certainly would not put it past you guys. <laughs> Uh, can tell me a little bit more about this year's event, even though it's sold out for people who aren't going to get to be there, but can at least know what's going on this weekend and start thinking about coming next year. What have you got lined up for this year? Sure. Uh, so all of those things we mentioned before, the Disney Anna sellers, authors, artists, uh, we got, uh, we, we've doubled the number of, of vendors uh, available to our guests and uh, that's very exciting. We always get more requests for those. We we expanded the hours of the event a little bit. Hmm. And part of it is is because we have more guest speakers than we've ever had in the past. And that was through just timing, luck. Uh, so our, our guest speakers are going to be Joe Harrington. Uh, he's an Imagineer at Disney. And uh, he's been there for 38 years, and he's fantastic. And and uh, he's good friends with Kevin Rafferty, who we had here a couple years ago, uh, Imagineer also. And Kevin recommends him so highly and speaks very highly of him. So we're excited to have Joe on board. 
um, a, a guest that you just had on your podcast recently, Claire Keen. Uh, she's going to be here, and uh, we're going to have a chat with Claire and and talk about her work with Disney Animation Studio and on, on fairly recent films, as well as her production work on the just-announced Tangled television show that's going to come to the Disney Channel uh, next year. And uh, we have uh, D23, we mentioned them earlier. Uh, Kristen Rodak and Kevin Kern are coming from D23 in the archives uh, to talk to everyone about uh, the archives exhibit that's going to be at the D23 Expo this summer. So we're going to get kind of a sneak peek uh, of what they're going to be showing. And uh, who knows, they might be bringing a couple things uh, to show off as well. So that's very exciting. And then we're having an actor's voices panel with Mark Silverman, uh, best known for the voice of Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, but he's done a number of things, uh, which is very exciting to have him. Margaret Carey, who you've had a guest recently, uh, she's always wonderful. We talked about her before model for Tinkerbell, and then Pete Renaday. Uh, a lot of people don't know Pete Renaday's name, but he's most well-known for the voice of Henry Bear in the Country Bear Jamboree. And uh, I mentioned early on that we would go on summer vacations to uh, see family and then go to Disneyland for a day. I remember so vividly the country bears. That was so amazing to me at seven years old. And Henry the Bear was like the leader of all these bears. I couldn't believe it. And he's done numerous. I mean, he he did the voice for Abraham Lincoln in the Disney World uh, Hall of Presidents for a number of years. Uh, he he currently the voice of Mark Twain on the Mark Twain Riverboat, uh, the the narrator for the Winnie the Pooh attraction at Disneyland. Uh, he's done so many things, and it's going to be very exciting to have this lineup, as well as everything else that's going to go on. Uh, we've got new photo ops. I mentioned the Space Mountain car. I don't want to mention the other two yet. I want it to be. We'd like to have some surprises for our guests when they walk in the door, but we've been working on them and building them over the last couple weekends, and we're so excited. We've been taking our pictures and fun of them because we're so excited excited about them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's going to be a great, great day. Uh, like I said, we expanded the hours, so everyone's going to have even more fun, uh, uh, more time for fun and, and uh, magic, and it's, it's just going to be an amazing day. I don't know if you if I sound excited about it or not, but I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of enthusiasm would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be there. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I really do. That sounds amazing. We need to get you up here sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. I'd love for you to experience it. Yeah. Uh, what's in store? Like what's coming? for the future aside from you know, one of these times hopefully one of these times soon me coming up and, yeah. <laughs> well that's number one to make that the focus but <laughs> that's number one on our list <laughs> randy crane coming up uh and uh, so we get this question a lot and uh one thing that i foresee in the future is some sleep after july 11th i'm going to get some sleep uh, and then after that you know at the end of the night after everyone's gone home and, and uh, we're still buzzing from all the excitement, uh, and I asked myself the same question, now what? What's in store for the future? How do we, how do we match or top this? And, uh, you know, the event has evolved so much in so many ways over the past seven years, not only from going from 150 people to 400 and a bigger space in the convention center, but so many different things that we've changed or plussed up or added to. Uh, it's just every year it's just a little different, a little more exciting. And to use Imagineer term, you know, plussing it up each year. How do we do that? That's one of the first questions we ask. How do we plus it up this year? What can we do a little bit better? 
Each year we change the theming a little bit. Obviously, we change the guest speakers out. Some of them come back. Tony Baxter's been here twice. Margaret Carey will be here this year. So now she'll be here twice. Uh, you never know. We added uh, a few years ago, uh, we added a second Dole Whip machine. I mentioned we couldn't keep up with the first one. So a couple years ago, we added a second Dole Whip machine. And who knows what the future might hold? Uh, we may, uh, you know, in a few years, have three Dole Whip machines. You never, we're thinking big here. But yeah, bank some... of Dole Whip machines. <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday. The dream would be to have an ice cream machine in my home uh, so that I could just have Dole Whip whenever I wanted, right? Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I really love the aspect that uh, we talked about earlier that everyone gets to see the show and, and so I don't I don't want to you know hey let's double the number of guests just just because uh, or maybe it brings in more ticket sales that, that's that's not the goal uh, the goal is the best experience possible and so that's one of the things we keep in mind every time we come up with a new idea or, or thought or or hey what about this. Uh, we always want to make sure that is it adding to our guest experience? Is it going to make things better and more exciting? So that's kind of what we're going for every year. Okay, cool. How far in advance of the mouse meet do tickets usually go on sale? Uh, like 90 days ahead, three months. Okay. So for next year, assuming it's going to be about the same time next year, it would be mid-April-ish that tickets would go on sale? Yeah, they usually go on sale in April, and sometimes we do some soft uh, ticket window openings for in March, uh, especially for people who have attended in the past, or et cetera. But uh, yeah, usually around April. Gotcha. Okay, so everybody mark your calendars for April to be watching for tickets to the mouse meet to go on sale, because they're going to go. And so you, if you're going to get in there, you're going to want to get in there soon. I'm marking my calendar as we speak. <laughs> hopefully you don't have to buy a ticket to your own event not anymore not anymore <laughs> <laughs> i want to ask a kind of a couple of wrap-up questions sort of more big picture questions but before i do is there anything mostly about the mouse meat but outside of that is there anything that i didn't ask that i should have um boy Anything you didn't ask? Oh, you asked some pretty good questions there. Uh, I think we're good there. Uh, you, you made me a little bit nervous when you said we're going to go off topic a little bit and uh, maybe get a little more in-depth. It's pretty early in the morning still, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it is. So, but that's okay. You know, Coffee has been had, I'm sure. Assuming you drink coffee. I actually don't. Oh, but I live in Seattle, Randy. Oh, I, I drink you're right. <laughs> Silly me. You've got your IV drip of coffee there. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Okay, so I have a feeling I know part of the answer to this question, but probably not the whole thing. So what inspires you? Oh, boy, we are getting in depth, aren't we? Uh, what inspires me? Uh, Disney fans, uh, our, our Pacific Northwest Mouse Meat guests, Disneyland. That inspires me. I love nothing more than walking through the park or sitting on a bench and just taking it all in and thinking, wow, someone created what this is right here. And this is magic. Someone created this. That's, that's so inspiring to me. Uh, Imagineers, obviously, uh, they're, they're such an inspiration, especially now getting to meet some of them and, and hear their stories firsthand on their excitement about creating an attraction or a sound. Or, uh, you know, I got an email from Glenn Barker the other day and we're chatting back and forth. Uh, Imagineer, he does sound for, for Imagineering. 
uh, he's the lead sound guy for Disneyland, and uh, we're chatting back and forth. I said, hey, really excited about uh, getting down to Disneyland and seeing the new Hatbox Ghost. And he, and he replies and he says, you know, I did the 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 growling and the voice for the Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, that's when you hear him, that's me. <laughs> and he's so excited <laughs> about it, I couldn't imagine. That's so awesome. Uh, so that's inspiring to me. Uh, inspiring uh, family uh, for sure is inspiring to me. My my wife is such a great support through all of this and through everything else. Um, she's so inspiring to me. And Walt Disney, obviously, uh, he's a big. A piece of what I do in my life and making people happy. Uh, there's no better feeling than just seeing the laughter and the smiles and the joy of meeting their, who, uh, someone who's made the magic for them. And, and they're so appreciative. And some people even come to tears meeting their dream celebrity guest, Disney uh, celebrity that they've always wanted to meet. And, and that's so inspiring to me, just seeing that and, and taking a mental picture uh, all of that is all, all those things are just wrapped up and so inspiring to me. It's so exciting. And that's what keeps me going in this and, and, and life in general and, and uh, how I go about my real job. Uh, it's just so fun. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, I, I got a curveball for you, too, here. I mean, it's a, not quite as early in the morning as when we started. So I'm going to throw you a curveball here. <laughs> if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, uh, you, you can't invent Emperor of Disneyland and do that, or Emperor of Disney. You can't do that. But short of that, anything – it doesn't even have to be a real job. You could you can make up a job as long as it's not that one. If you could do anything working for the Walt Disney Company, what would you do? Oh, boy. Um, boy, there's a lot of choices there for sure. You know, uh, the first one of the first things that pops to mind is like president of Disneyland, right? I mean, who wouldn't want to be president of Disneyland? We had Jack Lindquist up and he was like, yeah, it was great. I was the first president of Disneyland. I created Disney dollars and the dream machine. And uh, But I think – especially today. I mean, it has a lot to do with financials and, and serious stuff that I don't know if president of Disneyland would be the ideal job. Uh, and then I think of Imagineer. Wouldn't that be great to just create magic? And like I mentioned, talking to people like Kevin Rafferty, Tony Baxter, hearing their personal stories of, oh, I worked on this and it was fun to create this little thing. And then I changed the dinosaur to purple and journey to imagination because of this. And and it's that that sounds really really cool. So I'd rather I'd, I'd either be, want to be a, a Disney Imagineer, helping to create the magic, or a street sweeper because you can just roam around all day in Disneyland Park and just do whatever you want, clean up some popcorn that was spilled, and just talk to guests and just take in that ambiance all day long. That is a great pair of choices or set of choices. Uh, and actually having interviewed a couple of custodial cast members and talked to a few others outside of the podcast, it's really amazing not only how much they love talking to guests, but the sense of pride that they have in doing what they do. Because they said, you know, the, one of the things that you hear Walt Disney said about Disneyland that was going to make it different from any other amusement park or any other amusement enterprise is that it was going to be clean. And we're the ones who are continuing Walt's dream. I love that. And if anyone listening, if you've never stopped to talk to a custodial cast member, please do. They are, like you mentioned, they're fascinating to talk to. They love what they do. They love walking around. If you say hello and strike up a conversation, they light up and they're happy to t talk and chat about what's going on or, or their, their joys in the park and what they do. And, the, and they're, excitement to be doing what they do because uh, they are helping to make the magic and and i love chatting with them 
Very cool. So so maybe a custodial cast member bumped up on your list of preferences a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so now a lot of people who are listening have their own dreams and maybe it's to put a special event together about Disney or about some other thing that they love. Um, or maybe pursue their love of something like Disney. Maybe it's something else entirely. But you're somebody who several years ago said, yeah, you know, I think this might be a good idea. Let's see what happens. Maybe it'll just be a little thing. And it's turned into the Pacific Northwest mouse meet. So you've really done what some of these people are wishing they could do. But they've they've had too many people tell them that it's just not going to happen. It's impractical or that they can't do it or something like that. So what advice do you have for that person? Thank God Walt. Ne- uh, no one ever told Walt Disney that uh, Disneyland was impractical or would never happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> he heard that once or twice and, and kept moving forward. And, and uh, you know, if people aren't trying at, at, uh, or, or afraid to try, just try. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. I am a Disney fan, and back before the Mouse Meet started, I, I was a Disney fan, and I loved going to events, and I loved hearing people, and I loved visiting the parks. And this idea came about, and I just thought, you know, that'd be cool. And I could have said at the time, eh, it'll never happen. I, why, why should I even think about that? But I tried. And uh, I think some of the keys are you got to pour everything you have in into it to be passionate about it uh, and what have you got to lose i mean if you don't try the answer is no uh, nothing happened but if you do try who knows what's going to happen and that's so exciting and that's continues to be after seven uh, celebrating our seventh year this year every time we come up with an idea it's hey let's try that you never know what's going to happen look what happened last time uh, on the radio the other day uh, they were talking about uh, motivation and, and doing things, accomplishing things, and and they mentioned uh, if if your picture appeared in the newspaper today on the front page, what would the headline say? And I think that's a great question. I mean, uh, yeah, what, what, what would it say? What would you want it to say? Uh, and uh, if if it if you don't think it would say what you want it to say right now, then work to make it come true. And how do you start doing that? You try. And a couple things I've had to keep in mind as I continue to move forward is be realistic. Don't think too crazy. Don't think you're going to build the Matterhorn here. Uh, be realistic in what you're going to do. And and also be realistic in that it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of time. There's cost involved. And and uh, you got to make sure that you're going to be passionate about it. But in the end, try. You never know what's going to happen. Take the first step. It's pretty exciting along the way as well. And we've had some failures. Some things have fallen off. And, and you're like, oh, man, this is, I don't know. How, what's, how, what do we do next? But you just keep trying. You take that next step. And, and uh, some great things happen. Uh, was I afraid uh, in the beginning? Uh, absolutely. I'm I, 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 I still afraid every day today. I, but I think that's what keeps me going and keeps the event at the quality level that it is, is because – uh, I, I am concerned about uh, how the guest is going to experience the day and, and that they ensure that that's not a waste of their time and that they have a great time and they get to meet someone that they've always wanted to meet. And uh, that first year, I'll never forget, uh, I mentioned that Margaret Carey was our first keynote feature guest speaker. And I was talking to her, you know, and, and getting things closer to the event, closer to the event. And two nights before the event, she was going to fly up the next morning. And I'm on the phone with Margaret 
And she goes, you know, do you have everything done? Are you set? Are you ready to go? And I said, Margaret, I'm really, really nervous. I've never done this before. It's my first year. And I, you know, we've worked so hard and we've created this and that. I went on and on about all the things we've done. And, but I don't know if it's enough. You know, people are paying money to come to this little thing I made. And I don't know if they're going to feel it's worth it. And I don't know if I've done enough. And, and Margaret Carey, the great motivational person that she is, and I just love her. She's such a great inspiration. She says, Don, you've done everything that you possibly could. You've worked very hard, you're passionate. And just remember, every guest that walks in the door tomorrow, they're gonna bring a, a little bit of pixie dust in their pocket with them. And they're gonna be the ones who make the magic happen. So have faith, trust, and pixie dust. And boy, that got me through the weekend, I'll tell you. Oh, I'm sure. I can only imagine. And she was absolutely right. It was it absolutely came true. Everyone came with a little bit of pixie dust in their pocket. And it was so exciting. It um, we can do everything we can, everything we want, but in the end, it's the people. And you've talked about that in the past. It's about the people running Disneyland and cast members and, and the Imagineers and all the people that make the magic really happen. And we feel that it's the guests that put that final. Uh, touch or cherry on the sundae or icing on the cake, uh, bringing the pixie dust with them. Yep. You know, it's funny. As I've heard you talk over the course of this interview, I can tell what an important part of your life Walt Disney is because I hear so many things that he said that you say. Wow. And not in a, well, to quote Walt Disney, he said, but it just comes out in talking. And as you're talking about keep moving forward and uh, even in what you were just saying, as you were saying all of it, what popped into my mind with just a couple of tweaks of the words was what Walt said about you can dream, create, and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. That's absolutely true. And I, to that effect, uh, I, I'd love to give a shout out to my volunteer team that's, that uh, helps me put all this together. Uh, we, we mentioned my wife, Michelle, but uh, there's a group of people that help me to make this magic happen. And uh, I could not do it without them whatsoever. And I appreciate every moment that they dedicate to helping to make the magic. So thank you to them. And you're absolutely right. The people make the difference. So I add my thanks to yours, to that team that makes this wonderful thing a reality. We already pretty much went over all of this, but I'm going to give you a chance here to kind of put a bow on the promotion of the mouse meat with shameless plug time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kind of tell people how they can find out about it, where they can go, if they can connect with you online and any kind of social media or anything. This is your chance to just, shamelessly plug whatever however you want yeah thanks randy i appreciate that uh you can find us uh on very various sources of, of social media and on the internet uh, www.pnwmousemeat.com we have a lot of information on our website about the main event pacific northwest mouse meat as well as our mini meats uh, that we do throughout the year and, and other fun things videos that we've done and things like that uh, and then you can also subscribe to our uh, email newsletter, which we send out once a month or so uh, as we get closer to the event here uh, over the next few weeks. We'll kick that up to every week, uh, but a lot of good information in there about the event or Disney in general. Uh, and then you can also find us on Facebook, PNW Mouse Meet. 
uh, Twitter at PNW Mouse Meet, uh, uh, et cetera, all social media there. And we're always chatting about uh, not just the Mouse Meet, but uh, Disney in general on Facebook or Twitter and getting people's feedback on what's your favorite snack in the parks or when, when are you going to Disneyland next? When are you going to a Disney park? Who's going on a cruise? Are you excited about the Mouse Meet? Uh, we try and be interactive and fun and, and have a great time uh, with all of that. Uh, we love absolutely love what we do. The Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet is definitely a passion that uh, we just have so much fun and, and we really enjoy bringing so many guests in, 400 Disney fans every day. And one of the best things I've gotten out of this is to meet so many people and become friends with so many people. So we invite you to come check us out, see what you think, and uh, uh, love to chat with you. Email on Facebook or, or what have you and get to know you just a little bit better. Very exciting. Great. Thank you so much for all of that. I will put links to all of those things in the show notes so people can go there and click through to everything. Thank you for your time this morning, especially as you're in the midst of this busy last few weeks prep leading up to the mouse meet. And thank you for putting on such an incredible event for not just people in the Pacific Northwest, but for people from all over to come to and be able to experience this and experience Disney in a different and really significant way. Thanks, Randy. I, I really appreciate that. And, and uh, you do such a great job with your podcast. And I, I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And, and uh, you ask wonderful questions. And uh, it's great to get to know you and, and be a part of this. So thank you very, very much. I appreciate the time. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A special thank you to Don Morin for being my guest and to you for listening. Next time, we'll be talking to a member of the Disney Parks Moms panel, the Run Disney specialist and my friend, Faith Doherty. It'll also be the three-year anniversary of the show. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Choose from titles like my book, Faith in the Magic Kingdom. You can pick that one or any of the 150,000 plus audiobooks as your free trial book, and it's yours to keep whether you choose to continue your membership or not. To download your free audiobook today, go to storiesofthemagic.com audible. Again, that's storiesofthemagic.com audible for your free audiobook. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, or you're blogging, writing or performing music, art, or whatever, Maybe you've even created a fan convention, but it doesn't have to be something quite that extravagant. And you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you? I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience and had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or you've had any special Disney experience that you want to share, I'd love to hear from you, too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it currently at 18 reviews on iTunes, so it'd be really cool, I think, if we could get to two more so we have an even 20 by the third anniversary of the show, which is July 17th. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. 
And while you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash stories of the magic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash stories of magic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic, too. I also want to give you just a quick reminder about that special request I made earlier in the show. $80 to help me get to the D23 Expo this year and bring you all kinds of coverage. Pictures, video, reports, uh, conversations with uh, Disney Imagineers and guests and whoever else I can manage to get my hands on at the time. And if you'd like to hear that, I do need your help. That $80 that I just mentioned. Again, 16 people contribute $5 and we're there. So if you can do $5 or $10 or whatever you can do, please go to paypal.com and paypal me whatever you're willing and able to support me with using podcast at storiesofthemagic.com as the receiving address. And again, for everyone who contributes, I'll publicly thank you on the show. And if you have something special you'd like to see coverage of, I will do my best to fulfill your requests. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories. But this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.